Good afternoon and welcome to Philanthropy Matters on WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. I am your host, Wanda Pierce, and I am here with today's guest, the fabulous Miss Lucy Bowen McCauley, founder and artistic director of the Bowen McCauley Dance Company. Welcome. Thank you, Wanda. So nice to be here. And I'm so glad to have you on the show again. So before I start the formal interview with Lucy, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the show is about. It's called Philanthropy Matters because that's what I believe. Professionally, I've spent the bulk of my career working in the philanthropic sector, and I've had the privilege of leading several nonprofit organizations as well as serving on the boards of nonprofits. So what does philanthropy mean? Well, Webster's definition is it's goodwill to fellow members of the human race. It's especially active efforts to promote human welfare. It's an act or a gift done or made for humanitarian purposes. Philanthropy literally means love of mankind. So it's donating millions to build libraries. It's kids collecting canned goods or collecting for UNICEF. It's volunteering your time. It's donating your skills. But I believe the most important aspect of philanthropy is that it's a two-way street. People who give actually receive. And over the course of this radio program, we have visited several sectors and we have looked at philanthropy in social services, safety net providers, education, the environment, criminal justice, workforce development, social justice, racial equity, youth development, affordable housing, homelessness, and the arts. And today, dance. Philanthropy really involves individuals, families, and organizations all working together for the greater good. So at this time, I am so thrilled to formally introduce Lucy of Bone McCauley Dance, which is a nonprofit company based in Arlington that does professional dance, community engagement, and shares the joy of dance with all ages. And that's just a little tidbit. And this year, after 25 wonderful years of serving the community and doing really what's so great about philanthropy, Lucy has decided that it is time to change, time for a change and time to pivot and Bowen McCauley Dance Company, and I'll let Lucy talk a little bit more about it, will do its final performance, but programs will still live on. So we are just seeing the next greatest chapter of Lucy. And so with that, um, I want to give Lucy a chance to talk a little bit about her background and how she became the fabulous dancer and choreographer and nonprofit executive that she is. And then we're really going to go into talking about the things that, that uh, Bo McCauley has done for the community over the past 25 years. Some of the things that were the highlights for Lucy. And then I want her to share her next steps because it's really, she's such a great role model that she will be able to, I think, inspire other people to follow their passion. It may not be the arts, maybe something else, but she is just such a fine role model for our kids, mine included, as well as the community and women and just all Arlingtonians, all Americans. So at this point, I'd love to turn it over to Lucy to talk a little bit about how she got to where she is today. 
Wanda, thank you for that amazing introduction. And I love it. I love the reasons why you started this radio program. It's really, I honor that and it's great. Thank you for being so philanthropic yourself. Um, so dance became my passion at about age 11. I was always a really athletic child and I loved music. So, so it was sort of the combination of the two. I fell in love with dance. It wasn't that I was especially that good at it, but um, I, it was what I wanted to focus on. So that became my career early in my life. I was sure and I never changed my mind. Um, some people tried to get me to change my mind, but I wouldn't. And yeah. then I, I um, took a scholarship to the Joffrey Ballet at the age of 18 and moved to New York City. And I lived in New York for 10 years. And I danced with Joffrey too. And I branched out into contemporary dance. Also, I got my teaching skills because as a dancer, you're not always employed year round. Uh, so I found out I was a terrible waitress. And so <laughs> I, I developed teaching skills, which have served me well through my life. And then I moved to Washington uh, and I've been here, gosh, over well over 30 years in Arlington. And I didn't start a company right away. I just knew as an aging dancer that I wanted to stay in the field of dance. I didn't want to do some major career switch uh, and your body ages. So, you, you know, I knew I couldn't stay on stage forever. Mm -hmm. um, and teaching really does satisfy me in many ways, but not completely. And as I tried my hand at choreography, uh, I loved it. And I, again, was encouraged to follow you know, my passion in choreography as well as dance. And then I founded a company for a variety of reasons. And had I known how hard it would be the first few years, and they continue to be difficult years, even at the best of times, because it's a nonprofit dance company. That's just not an easy thing to pull off. Um, no regrets. Uh, but i surrounded myself with people who knew things that I didn't know. I didn't come from a huge business background. So I did a lot of on the job learning and my boards were filled with people who were volunteering their skills more than their money back in the, in the beginning. Yes. Uh, so that's kind of the progression right there. Wow. That's awesome. And so I'm curious when you said that you decided to start a dance company why did you start a nonprofit dance company as opposed to just a for-profit dance company where all that money goes right into your pocket? <laughs> you know, there are actually very, very few for-profit dance companies, actually just, you know, pure dance. Yes. Palabolus is the one I know of for sure. And when Dance USA uh, studied this, I think they found only three in in the United States that were for profit. Wow. It's very unusual. Um, nonprofit is what I've known. All the dance companies I danced in, nonprofits. Um, it didn't, to be honest, it never even crossed my mind. Wow. Well, we are thrilled that 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 dance companies are 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 actually nonprofit organizations giving back to the community. But I guess that I can see how that can happen because it really, you really are giving of yourself when you're up there and what yeah. you're doing. But you're a dance company, and I want you to talk about the, the various programs because it wasn't it was the performers, which were just really just exciting to see here and at the Kennedy Center and all these great places. But also you you brought an extra element to your nonprofit dance company that 
really um, reached out to the community. So I want you to talk a little bit about, so they know how wonderful, because I know you've won all those those um, awards for urban um, contemporary dance companies. So I want you to talk about that because it was really a great troupe. But then also we want to I want to pivot to those great community programs uh, that Bo Macaulay Dance is so famous for. Well, when I founded the company, I always wanted to uh, share knowledge as well as entertain. The you know our vision was to educate, entertain, and inspire. Um, and I didn't get the original uh, programs in schools until we were about five years old, but it was always on my mind that um, I wanted to bring dance to young children, but it wasn't what I wanted to do exclusively, just like through a school. Yes. I wanted to bring performance uh, as well as training because it's a performing art and give them a taste of professionals in their own home setting. So yeah. I was, I was committed to that. And then um, also I wanted to be committed to all ages. So we started senior programs. Uh, one was called shall we dance that we did many. Um, we had many uh, classes under the shall we dance uh, moniker for people with, that were you know aging and could dance to a certain level so the class was geared for them and I would bring in my professional dancers not all of them but a few to assist me and they'd have a a wonderful experience not just learning um you know steps from an instructor but with real you know people who were in fabulous shape and performing professionals um to heighten the experience um so those uh, and so we tried to serve all ages was one of our terms. And I think we stood out for all of that giving back. Yes. Uh, you know, it was very important to Bo Macaulay Dance. It pretty much, it was pretty close to half of our budget was for our uh, programs, our community programs. Wow, that's terrific. And I, I recall you had every year you had the- The, the Move Me oh. Festival. Oh, move yeah. me to at the Kenmore Middle School yeah. where we had a residency for it was ran 14 years now wow. yes we had a school residency yes and I know that that was step benefited not only um the folks that were in the dance community you invited people in other parts of the arts community you had yes. folks there that were doing children's children's acting you had folks in the music industry. I mean, it was really fabulous that all of these folks came together under your um, coordination. Or thank you. Or choreography. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. We <laughs> did, we were very inclusive and we, we presented all those arts performing groups. They, you know, we, the whole Move Me Festival was free to the community and all of those people got to perform for free. Whereas yes. we, we, you know, we had to pay to, for use of the building and we did all the marketing and, and everything. Um, so yes, we were the presenters and happy to do it. We, you know, families came in and enjoyed all afternoon, all these activities. It was great. The it movement really, really, and it really grew. It started small and it kept gaining momentum. Yes, it was just terrific. And, and of course, we have to mention the dance for Parkinson's. It yes. just was just groundbreaking. And could you talk a little bit about how you conceived of that and, and, and how it's going and what the future of that program is going to be? Yes, Wanda. So the Dance for Parkinson program, I did not 
found it, but I founded it in the Metro DC area. It was started by the Mark Morris Dance Group uh, and they're based in Brooklyn, New York. And I was aware of what was happening there. I love the Mark Morris Dance Group and I have friends in the company. And this program, the first training that they had after they had run the program for a few years, um, I took and got the teacher training. And then I continued to get more training. And I have, I'm now a very a certified instructor, trademark. I have been teaching it for now for 15 years in this area. We offer it for free. And there was one time we were offering seven classes each week in seven locations in Maryland, DC and Virginia for free. So I trained some of my dancers also to be able to teach these classes. When COVID happened, I kept the class two classes a week going on Zoom. And now we have resumed. Um, and <laughs> there are three classes, one at the Maryland Youth Ballet, which was a flagship program in Silver yeah. Spring. And I offer it both in person and on Zoom. And then there's a pro program starting this year at the Kennedy Center. That's our DC location. And wow. then we're also found out at George Mason University. So I have three classes each week in the three, you know, the tri-state area. And we plan, I have raised money and have plans to, for those programs to continue for three years. Oh, and that is awesome. And hopefully a lot longer. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's terrific. Because I, I was going to ask you about the impact of COVID. What was the impact of COVID on, on the whole organization? I mean, everybody, for profit or not, mm -hmm. was affected. Yes. Nonprofits, it was devastating, yes. especially the performing arts nonprofits, mm -hmm. um, it, as opposed to people who, you know, uh, uh, feed children, you know, food and housing and stuff. Those, yes. you know, were very much needed and the arts seemed less needed and of course inaccessible other than on Zoom. And so we did, uh, we did survive that. The company survived that. We got both uh, PPPs. So we were able to pay dancers through it. We're very, we were very happy and diligent uh, on that score, but that is not the reason why I decided to wind the company down after 25 years. That was part of the plan for the past couple of years, but it did put a wrench in the works. We had to delay a little mm -hmm. and also only confirmed my desire to let the company go. I had decided a couple of years ago that not all good things don't always last. <laughs> and I had tried to mentor two different people to take over the company. I would very much have liked to pass along all the infrastructure and good that we do to someone else. And in both situations, it didn't work out. And after that, I thought, I'm just going to let it go. I gave the dancers over a year's notice. We made plans. Uh, they were sent off with bonuses. And our last big show was this September 14th at the Kennedy Center's Eisenhower Theater, which is a larger theater. We had all live music, a huge program, and it couldn't have gone better. It was oh, just fantastic. That is fantastic. So, of course, you've always been so classy. So, of course, you ran a classy organization for many years, and then you ended it on a very classy note, taking care of those dancers and the, and, and making sure three core pro the, the PD program continued on in three locations. I'm just not surprised. That's just, that's a wonderful thing. And so after 25 years, 
what, what do you what what do you think is your your legacy of um, Roe Macaulay dance? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, wow. Well, we were a, I think we were a wonderful little we were a chamber sized dance company, like you know a chamber music ensemble. We and that's what I wanted a chamber sized group. I think for a while we were dance ambassadors of Arlington because we nice. went off to. Um, Germany and Mexico several times, and then also China, a big trip, wherever we went, in-state, out-of-state, national, international, we were representing Arlington. And as a contemporary dance company, we would also make sure we did either, we did something in schools or offered a dance for PD class or a shall we dance senior class. Wherever we went, we tried to give back to that community. And, um, so, I, I mean, I believe that we were we, little Johnny Appleseed sort of representing Arlington, small, beautiful company, very committed to live music. We collaborated like crazy with you know, musicians and singers and orchestras, theaters. Um, I could go on, poets, you know, composers, yes. of course. And those were rich collaborations uh, for the most part. So, I, I mean, I don't know, I, I guess... I'd rather hear from someone else how we're <laughs> thought of and remembered, but I'd like to think that we were, a, you know, a shining star while absolutely. we were active. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I know that from past interviews that you actually have received a lot of awards, uh, hero awards, unsigned hero awards, all different awards in Arlington. It's well-deserved and regionally, not just your dance company, but you personally, Lucy, and it just so well-deserved. I always feel like I should be and could be doing more. You have inspired many girls in Arlington. And well, thank uh, you. That means I a lot. Really, I really appreciate the time that you're spending with us to give us your trade secrets and also advice for uh, those who want to follow in your footsteps, whether it's in dance or whether it's in something that they're passionate about. And so with that, I have a, a few questions, additional questions. I would like to go over the 25 years that you have been inspiring people, um, you have been performing, choreographing, leading a nonprofit, all of those are just wonderful tips that I think folks could could use to follow their own passions and highlight, because I know some of them, I know Kennedy Center, but I want you to share with, with our listeners the highlights um, some other highlights were my uh, amazing collaborations with musical groups. Uh, I won't be able to name them all, but National Chamber Ensemble, uh, Arlington Philharmonic, and Alexandria Symphony, right in our backyard here, uh, Fairfax Symphony. I had a long time a relationship with the Cantate Chamber Singers. I think we did seven different productions together. Take us through that, that artistic process. That's what we call the choreographic magic. <laughs> um right. And well, but I, I do study the music uh, over and over and over. I am very thorough in studying the music. I, if I'm working with a living composer, I'll talk to him at length about the music um, or I'll talk to the conductor or the musician who's playing it, um, read the score. I do read music. I'm a rotten musician myself, but I can read music. And so I, I know the music kind of inside out when I go in with the dancers to work on the piece. And I can, I prepare. Sometimes what I prepare works really well. Sometimes I have to throw out half of it. What I had in my head or on paper or whatever just didn't work out. 
And so then, but from there you learn and you kind of refashion and you find your way in choreography. And, you know, some pieces just turn out better than others. They just do. It's just like different paintings, you know, um, you know, not every painting Picasso made or Van Gogh was a masterpiece. Uh, they had many, but you, wow. you just, um, and you learn from mistakes as well as you learn from successes. Uh, so that's kind of my approach. I'm a very musical uh, choreographer. So of course, you know, if, if like when I worked with Rita Dove, I was working with her poems and a composer, Larry Allen Smith, who was writing the music. So that was extremely intimate preparation with those two fabulous artists of, uh, you know, the creation of the music with the poetry. So I also had to not only take into account the music, but the words and the rhythm of the poetry uh, and the staging of Rita to read her poems when she was with us. So there, there are all sorts of factors to each and every piece. That's terrific. We're going to get to uh, later on in this interview, I want to make sure we get to the business aspects of it because, you know, people, a lot of people don't think about the fact that in the arts, you know, people have to eat and they have to, you know, pay bills and they're, you know, and then if you're in, if you're in a formal nonprofit, there's lots of things that you have to do. So I, I want to get to that after we get to the other side of uh, Boa Macaulay dance 25 years, you've talked about some of the highlights um, the various venues in this area, as well as international and the collaborations that you've had over 25 years. I was going to ask you for your favorite, but I don't want to put you in that position because you then you'd be, you know, people may listen and say, hey, I thought it was your favorite. On the program side, the community program side. We were committed um, starting in our, I think it was our fifth year to uh, start community outreach programs. It was always part of the vision, but I had to get the company going. Right. And at year five, we thought, well, we have, you know, enough capacity. I have a few dancers that are signing on for a whole season. Now we can get into the schools and start giving back to seniors and trying to, you know, help um, affect other people's lives in a good way through dance. So as the years went by, we did become more and more committed. And um, I believe I may have already mentioned that it became close to half of our budget um, by the time we, uh, we ended at 25 years, which is a huge commitment. Um, and we went into, you know, in the first few years, only a couple schools. And by, you know, the last few years, we were going into 20, 30 schools each, each year. Uh, we would always say at the end, follow your passion. So I do endorse that. It's not easy to get to the business side. Follow your passion. Follow, follow, follow. Whatever it is, it may not be your, your main career, but follow it. And if you are like me and you want to make it your main career or continue your career um, as you age, then you really need to surround yourself with good people. It was one of my uh, bits of advice. So I didn't have a college education because I had a scholarship to the Joffrey Ballet at age 18. So I went to New York and danced and I don't regret it, but I lacked some skills. I knew uh, things like bookkeeping and important things, mm -hmm. skills in marketing. Uh, so when I formed my board, I surrounded myself with people who knew how to do those things and board members mm -hmm. offer their skills more than their money. And as time went by, then, of course, hopefully, if you're a successful business, you can start paying someone to do those kinds of things. And we had a paid bookkeeper and a paid marketing person. But we and then we could grow our board and our board would, was more a fundraising 
board, um, which is healthy for a nonprofit. Uh, so I'd say that I had, you know, the smarts and good luck to surround myself with really good people. That's terrific. Yes, because I, I can really say that it was a very well-run small nonprofit that just you really you took advantage of all of the various opportunities. You applied for grants. You really had great a lot of volunteers. I mean, it was just terrific. I did. I mean, that's that's a good way to save money. And it's just it's really great. And do, do you think in terms of, you know, advice to others that might be starting it, it's it sounds to me like, number one, you got to have the passion for what you're doing. And then you go and you look for for help, but what, what would you say? Any advice to anyone that has? Yeah, a I mean, it's it's one? called show business for a reason. It's not called <laughs> show art. <laughs> it's right. show business. It is a business, yes. and you need to treat it as such. So, also, I highly recommend that you adhere to best business practices. Even if you're small, you can do best business practices because people want to know if they're giving you money that you're using it properly and that you account for it and that you thank people properly for it. Um, Those are really critical to success. You may be able to give a a class in nonprofit management. It's really (laughs) very true. And I really congratulate you for starting Bowen Macaulay Dance Company and really utilizing this business uh, to to help other people. As a result of your 25 years of work, Lucy, people enjoyed dance, people's parents were lifted, kids were exposed to many different aspects of dance, and there were many people that, that benefited. And there were partnerships that you engaged with. So that means both organizations were, were working together to do even bigger things. You actually employed people as, and helped dancers that making a living as well. So in so many different aspects, you have touched our, our community and it's just been wonderful. I, I really thank you. Oh, I love talking with you, Wanda. Thank you. And you are indeed a philanthropist in your own right. Oh, thank you. And so this is your host, Wanda Pierce, signing off until next week. And always remember, your philanthropy matters.